Hello everyone, this is your girl Tough Tiff and I want to thank you for tuning in to a brand new episode on Tiff the Truth. Today is Monday, September 12th, 2022 and I'm so excited that you have joined me today because God is good and he's good all the time and all the time God is good. And today we are celebrating two special national holidays. The first one is National Day of Encouragement. And the second one we're celebrating is National Hug and High Five Day. And actually, both of these holidays is all about encouragement, all about uplifting people. When you think of National Day of Encouragement, you think of just encouraging, uplifting people, letting people know not to give up, to keep hope, to keep faith. And also, when you think of National Hug and High Five Day, well, we know hugs are always warm. They're loving. They make us feel confident. They make us feel special. They make us feel connected. And when we think of high five, this is a way of just renewing our strength, renewing our hope, renewing our encouragement, renewing our faith. It's just a way to to tell us to keep moving, keep pushing. When you give someone a high five, you are empowering them. You are letting them know that they're doing an excellent job. They're doing a great job. And that's what we should do the rest of today and the rest of this month and the rest of this year. Try to encourage your family, your loved ones, your friends, your strangers, your co-workers. You'd be surprised how a word of encouragement can make a difference in someone's life. Sometimes you don't know that people are going through different trials and tribulations and just encouragement from you or a hug or a high five you be surprised how that can make a difference. So today, as you go throughout your day, think of encouraging someone, letting someone know not to give up, to keep striving for excellence. Okay? <laughs> and I'm so excited today also because my special guest, she is like a light in people's darkness. That's how she described herself. She likes to encourage people as well. And her name is Beth. And I'm so excited to have her on the show because she's going to talk about how she likes to encourage people, how she likes to uplift people. She's very passionate about that. And she feels that's a gift that she has to encourage people that might be in the darkness. And she has been recognized and awarded nationwide around the world. So I'm so glad to have her. Her name is Beth. And at this time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's without further ado, I would like to introduce to some and to present to others my very special guest today. Let's please show some love for Beth Thorpe. appreciate you being my guest today on Tiff the Truth. This is an honor because you are a woman of God and I'm a woman of God. And so we already have something in common. And that's something that I like to do on my show. I like to have people on the show that's encouraging and that will uplift people because there's so much that's going on in the world. So whenever I can be a little light for someone, 
And I like that you are the same way. Like you say, you consider yourself the light in someone's darkness. And I definitely want to talk about that as we go on with the show. But right now, if Beth, if you could just kind of give us just a little information about you, like where you're from and a little bit about your family background, and then we'll get started with the show. Absolutely. Well, I'm out here um, in beautiful San Diego, sunny Southern California. Wow. However, I, I grew up in Illinois, so we have that in common outside of Chicago, northwest of Chicago, a small town called Crystal Lake. Oh, so there yes. is a connection there <laughs> yes. where I grew up. And, and um, yeah, and I actually was transplanted out to California, obviously, with my husband, who was... Uh, in the business world, but prior to that, he was a pitcher for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So wow. that kind of, yeah, that kind of world of baseball kind of was threaded through my family and through my children. And uh, so anyway, but that's where I am, and that's where I'm living. Wow! So you you have that beautiful weather all the time. <laughs> oh yes. And I can tell you, you know, I grew up with that Chicago weather. I, you know, I love Illinois, and I love growing up where we did, but it was cold. Oh, yes, and, and that's something I never get used to. I've been living here all my life, but I'm telling you, when it gets cold, I'm not comfortable with that, because, I mean, we get some cold weather in Chicago. But, oh, you yeah. know, that's part of Chicago. We get all our seasons here. But I love your weather in California. It's always nice there. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's expensive. Oh, yes. Right. So how many children do you have? I have two boys, um, Mitchell and Matthew. Oh, okay. So we have that in common because I have two boys also. My oldest is Roosevelt and my youngest is Ryan and they are my hearts. Okay. So I know how it is. (laughs) It's nothing like being a mother to sons because it's a a very special bond. It really is. Well, anyway. And that's something that I've learned. When a boy have a good relationship with his mother, he will treat his lady or the significant other in his life really, really good as well. So that's a good thing to keep in mind to all my female listeners out there. If you meet a young man, if he has a special relationship with his mother, he's going to treat you right as well. (laughs) That's true. Okay. Well, I wanted to get on into the show because we're talking about families with children that have illnesses and disorders and I know this is something that you're very familiar with because you actually are the co-founder and my understanding executive director of a nonprofit organization so I was wondering if you can tell us the name of it and how did you get about you know into this um, organization and and how do you really help families and children Sure. Yes, the foundation is the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation. It's in memory of my firstborn son, Mitchell, who passed away from an undiagnosed illness after taking him around the nation looking for answers in and out of different hospitals and doctors when still to his death was undiagnosed. Um, It was a rude awakening to the medical system and as well as services um, out there to help families whose children um, are suffering life-threatening illnesses, diseases, and disorders. Mm. So, yeah, it's been now, we're going on 14 years. Um, I can talk about it better uh, and stronger without, you know, wailing in tears. But, you know, we took that pain and that tragedy and turned it uh, to God's purpose. And God knows how to take a tragedy and turn it for His glory. Yes. And um, 
yes, definitely uh, write about that in our, my new book, A New Creation, which we'll talk about. But um, it really was uh, in my deepest pain and grief when he passed. And grief is a whole, it's a tough thing, whether you're losing a loved one or a loss of a job or a loss of anything is grief, right? right? You're, you're grieving, whatever that loss is. But in this case, losing a child is something that no family wants to ever endure. The pain of that is, is excruciating. And um, in my deepest pain and grief, rolled up in a ball in bed, right? Not wanting to live on the planet anymore. Because mm. part of you feels like die, you died with that child. And... You know, because I'm a faith-based woman and God spoke deep within my spirit and illuminated my mind and he clearly said to me, this is not the end, this is the beginning. And I sat up in my bed, I had no idea what he meant by that. And like literally two days later, my husband was in the local church here. He coached uh, two boys in the area of baseball. Mm-hmm. One young man had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. The other one had lymphoma. Both families trying to make ends meet. Because mm-hmm. uh, what happens is one parent needs to leave their job to stay by that child to get to all the doctor's appointments and advocate for the child and everything that goes into caring for a child that all of a sudden has a diagnosis of some kind. Right. Uh, the rug gets pulled out from underneath this whole family and it affects everyone in the whole family right down to the siblings Mm -hmm. so my husband came home and he had that clear strong message too saying you know God spoke to me too he came home and said I think we really need to form a bridge and and start a foundation to help many going through what we went through and I turned around and looked at him I was like I'm still grieving there I said you want to do what? I was like what? I said yeah and then I began to sit back and thought is that what God meant? That this is not the end, this is the beginning. So I had a trust in that and trust in my husband that with that same calling and we committed the foundation. We got on our hands and knees and create and just said, God, you're the CEO of this. You know, we we don't really know the first thing about doing this, but right. we're gonna follow and be obedient. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, um, you know, here we are fourteen years later. We've helped thousands of families and children and given back two point eight million back into the community, mm. just helping families and children um with life threatening illnesses and children who are fighting for their tomorrows. Wow. And I and I do remember reading that when you said children fighting for their tomorrows and, and I, I love that. And I just wanna say I'm so sorry for the loss of your child. I can only imagine because um, any any grief it hurts you know anytime you lose a loved one but losing a child I, I can't even imagine but the good news is that because of this nonprofit organization that you and your husband started your son would continue to live on his legacy would continue to live on and just think about all the families and children who you have inspired and changed their lives forever. You said $2.8 million. That is wonderful. I mean, that is such a blessing that, like you said, you took your grief, you're still hurting, you're in pain, and you took it and made something positive. And and now you're changing so many people's lives. And, And that alone is why your son will continue to live. People will learn his story. People will know about him. And I just want to say God bless you and your husband that y'all was, you know, faithful enough and trusted enough in God to just follow the lead and and, and look what you're doing. And, and this is wonderful. So I really applaud both of you 
for doing that. That's awesome. So with some of the families that you have helped over the years, have they like came back and, you know, kind of shared their stories and their testimonies with how their children doing or how their children, you know, are being treated, you know, are they getting the medical resources that they need? So any good testimonies? That you oh my have. goodness, yes, there's quite a few. Um, I, I can probably give you this one. Uh, when we were like three years in starting the foundation, the family came to us and um, every year we hold a huge um, uh, five, we call it the Warrior Spirit 5K Run Walk and Family Festival. But anyway, they came to us saying their child was born with uh, several abnormalities and was not able to hear and was not a candidate for a cochlear ear ear plant. Mm-hmm. And she at the time was like two or three years old and they were, were doing their research as a family and there was a, a very famous well-known doctor in Italy who was doing what they call ABIs, which is auditory brain instant an implant okay. that can help children 12 and under to begin to try and hear sounds so they can begin to hear and talk. Mm-hmm. It was not approved here in the United States at the time. And so the family was giving their testimony to me about we really want to do this for our child. And, you know, parents do that. They go to the ends of the earth literally to find cures oh, and yes. to, help their, to help their kids out. I mean, whatever right. it takes. We almost were bankrupt, you know, just all through all the medical bills and everything we had to go through. But to fast forward, and I said, oh, my goodness, I said, okay. And she began to say, well, this is in Italy, you know, because it's not done here in the United States yet. And our child will be the first case coming from the U.S. The doctors lined up other cases to have these operations. They flew in doctors from around the world to observe this cutting-edge operation for children 12 and under. Right. Make long story short, I said, oh, my goodness. I said, how big is your network? And and, and what is the cost of this? She said, well, it's like $65,000. Whoa. it's not covered under insurance because we're taking her out of the United States. And I'm like, okay. And I keep listening, but you know, being a woman of faith, I'm like, how big is your network? Because we have a beautiful event coming up. We can create a team page for your child. Right. We can get people to come walk and donate to her to listen to what you need to have done and uh, have faith that it'll happen. And sure enough, fast forward, they did raise the amount and uh, they got over to Italy and she was there for four months Mm -hmm. and two doctors out of LA flew out there to follow her in the operation as well as coming back to treat her. Um, So she was the first child here in the United States to have this plant done for 12 and under and it's now approved. Look at God. Wow. Just look at that. That's one person life. And now so many people have that opportunity now for their children. Wow. That is wonderful. So with everything that has happened with the nonprofit organization and, and how you are changing people's lives, how do your other children feel about this, knowing that this is in honor of their sibling, how do they feel about this? And also, are they involved in a nonprofit organization too? Yes, we had two children. Um, Mitchell was our oldest, and our second born was Matthew. They were 22 months apart, very oh, close. Okay. Very devastating for him uh, when we were going through all this, obviously. And this is where it comes to what we offer in sibling support because they get forgotten because you're always gone and we had a relatives watching him and right. you know, this, went on, this went on for like five years um, 
and uh, you know their grades. He was an A student. All of a sudden, you see his grades slipping to C's and D's and F's. And you're like, okay, so you really have to get the school tutors, and we do right. that now for families and whatnot. Uh, Matthew um, is doing much better now. You know, he's just turned thirty. He's a photojournalist for ABC 15 News in oh, Phoenix. Oh, awesome. So he, yeah, he was our photojournalist, actually, when he was still in high school and filming all our families and our events and all those kinds of things. So, yes, he is very active, um, still in the foundation when we need him. Right. And, uh, yeah, so he's he feels good. You know, I, I asked him, I said, son, I said, Matt, how do you feel about mom writing our story? Because so many people over the years were like, oh. Beth, you really need to write your story. All the things that came out of it mm-hmm. and all the signs that God and Mitchell were telling us after he passed, I photographed and and it's in the book. And it's just almost mysterious and almost miraculous how God was speaking to us and how Mitchell was trying to speak to us beyond the veil of heaven. It was just, uh, if you don't walk with spiritual eyes, and you know, because God speaks to us that way. That's right. Individually, mm-hmm. Of what we each need to hear. And and, and or show us or he could speak through another human being mm. to give us a word of knowledge or whatever that is how he, God knows each of us he just knows so beautifully how to get to us mm. and so documenting all this in the book is uh, where I begin to my husband and I were like being a witness for Christ of what he was actually doing through us even at the time when we were going through the walk how hard it was and we were just on our hands and knees. God, where are you? You know, we had people praying over us. Right. And we felt like he, he abandoned us. There was like a season, a dry season. They're like, where are you, God? Mm. You know, what's happening here? Why are we being put to the test? Why is this happening to our son? You know, all these things, all that questioning, right? Right. And it was definitely a test of our faith. I'll be very honest and upfront with that because we are very strong in our, our walk with the Lord, but we were tested mm. and it brought us to our knees where I had to totally have to surrender him to the Lord, you know, which was hard because my husband and I were both hanging on like two pit bulls, you know, not mm. wanting to let go and trying to save our son with whatever we could. Wow. And then ultimately I had to surrender because I couldn't make it better. And mm. it just was like, God, oh, I can't do it anymore. It's, I don't know what's happening here. Is I give you my son, and we've been praying for your, his healing, and and keep trying to do the next indicated thing with the next doctor and this that. You know, trying to find answers. It was just quite a confusing time. Yeah. But um, but it was five years of of it in in and out. It was almost like, and I suffered from PTSD afterwards. The trauma. I can um, you know, you're in the battlefield of it every day, day in and out as a 24-7 caregiver, and it takes a toll on your own health, mm. and um, and it took us two years, at least for us, to truly come out of it. Yes. Um, so I want to let your audience know that this doesn't just happen, that all of a sudden the next day you're awesome and great. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> yes, it definitely takes yeah, time. Like you said, process. it's definitely a process because that's a lot to deal with. Because people don't realize, you know, when they're going through something, you're affected as well because you're you're actually witnessing the suffering and the pain that they're going through. So, yeah, they might be going through it, but you're hurting just as much. So exactly. I can, especially as a parent, 
watching your child, knowing that there's nothing you can do at this point but to trust God. And, you know, that's one thing. God knows best. You know, sometimes we may not understand. We may not always get the answers right away. But all this is in divine order. And, you know, some somewhere, someday, we'll get all the answers that we want to know. But it's just we have to trust God. And, and that's the main thing. God is with you every step of the way. And I can just from what you're sharing with us, God has been blessing you. He has been guiding you. He has been directing you and it's just wonderful to to hear your story your testimony because someone is going through this right now someone has a sick child and they probably at the end and you know ready to throw the flag up and give up and just to hear what what you're saying this is going to encourage someone so i really want to get into your book because i'm an author myself but I write children's books, so mine is a little different from your situation because yours is more of a testimony because of your own personal experiences that you went through. So if you can tell us about your book, like the name of it, and what is the true inspiration behind the book? Sure. The name of the book is A New Creation, Finding Meaning in the Midst of Tragedy. Mm. And it's published by Morgan James Publisher out of New York. And a miracle in itself on that was my first book submission to them. They accepted it, which is um, usually, mm. that's like, wow, people say, what? I've been, I, I have gotten 12 rejection letters from publishers and you got accepted on your first try. And I'm like, well, I just kind of knew that God was wanting his story out there i got the congratulations letter the week of mitchell's passing wow Um, look at that yeah i have it framed on my wall and i was just crying i mean tears were rolling from my eyes i'm waving this letter to the heavenlies i'm like oh god i said you really want this story out there so um it just got released the end of june so it's just been out a couple months oh congratulations yeah we're out promoting it right now and there's a couple film producers that are interested in already. Oh, wow. Book. Um, okay. That's our end goal is to take it to a movie. And um, so, yes, it's full. It's a rich story. It's an easy read. People have told me on their testimonies that after reading the book is I couldn't put it down. I was It was a page turner. And those mm. are all beautiful things you want to hear as an author, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's a memoir. It's a true story. It's a very inspirational story. Um, it'll take you through an emotional roller coaster of, of beautiful times, happy times, hard times, mm. coming out of it, how to be an overcomer, all of the chapter about speaking beyond the veil of heaven when it was speaking to us, uh, all these beautiful things, how to break free, how to be an overcomer, all different mm. chapters on that, wow. the trials that we were put through. It'll certainly, um, I would say, encourage anyone to grasp those nuggets that God has for you um, of all his rich promises um, even when you're going through the hardest things Mm -hmm. and um, trust me when I was walking through it I mean it was challenging every day I just would get into the word in the morning and just try to stay there you know Mm. and um, I would encourage anyone who's going through a hard walk uh, just to stay in that um that place yes uh, and and be still in it because sometimes god will illuminate your mind and you'll go where did that thought come from where? it's like a s- spontaneous thought that you know i could have never thought that on my own exactly that comes from, right? <laughs> that's when you know it's god that's right you know right. it's god wow i love this so being a, a woman of god like you are 
and like you said, you like to be the light for people that's in the dark. What is some of the ways that you can recommend for someone to overcome some of the trials and tribulations that they might be facing in life? No matter if it's grief or the loss of a uh, maybe losing their job or, you know, maybe they lost their home or any type of loss or any type of abandonment or neglect or anything that low self-esteem whatever it might be that someone might be dealing with what are some ways that you would recommend to help someone to overcome yes good question uh first of all for myself because i was i always i have like a warrior mindset Mm -hmm. and i'll give a few nuggets that might help uh one you must trust that god will be will bring you the right outcome mm. in our victory over your circumstance and like you said in proverbs 3 5 um if, if you don't know the word open it up trust in the lord with all oh, your heart and not your on your own understanding yes because i there were things we were going through i did not understand i had no control over i couldn't get a handle of why my son wasn't getting better and mm-hmm. just and you just have to follow that so trust in him that he will bring the right outcome and victory might not happen right away that's right but eventually it will secondly um you must know that no weapon of the enemy formed against you will prosper mm. and you have to just kind of declare that i love that and then paul writes about that in second corinthians 10 4 the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world mm-hmm. on the contrary they have divine power to demolish strongholds so you have to be firm in that. There has been so many times I'd be wrestling with the enemy as to get your hands off my son and my mm-hmm. family in the name of Jesus. Right. <laughs> that kind of talk, you know? Yeah. You have to be you have to be forceful with your, you know, thoughts because he wants to steal and come to steal, destroy, and to kill. That's right. And and we have to be strong in that and be again, take that warrior mindset. And thirdly I would say a big one we all need to do is keep renewing our minds. Mm. And we can choose the subjects of our thoughts. So by staying close to God's word and his promises will prevent you from being overcome with anxiety and depression, Mm. which is so big right now. That's true. That is very true. Mental health. And um, yes, sometimes people need have mental health issues and might need medications and so forth or be with a professional who can guide them um, in that direction. Right. Um, But for me... uh, I just stay strong in it. And First Peter 5, 7, you know, if I remember that one, it's cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's true. God cares for you and he wants you, he doesn't want you to carry the burden. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep learning to lay it down at the foot of the cross. Mm. And and when it's too heavy, yes. it was so heavy, I had to keep laying it down as much as I wanted to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to keep laying it down. It's not for me to carry. That's I had to right. learn that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Because as mamas, mama bears, you know, the enemy messed with the wrong mama and papa bear, right? He That's right. Us, really. <laughs> you know, we went after, you will not. And you sold my son. I'm going to bring more people to Christ than you, you'll ever see. Okay. So that was my mission. That you is fired wonderful. Wow. my husband up. <laughs> I love it. And you're right. When you're going through things... And it is hard to see the the light at the end of the tunnel when you're going through it because you're just trying to figure out how I'm going to get out of this mess. 
but the exactly. but the good thing about it is like you said leaving it at the end, at the cross and just letting go and letting God because I always say to people if you're going to pray don't worry but if you're going to worry then don't pray because it don't work together I mean either you're going to trust God or you're going to trust yourself because you know we we try to do things on our own and and I think God you know sometimes say okay I'm going to let you do it by yourself see see if you can work it out and then you know we try to do what we can and then we still got to come back to god and say okay god <laughs> yeah. i give up i tried in my way it's not working and and that's the good thing about god is he will allow us to try to see if we can figure it out on our own but he know we can't do nothing without him if we oh, really so trust god he so will work true. it out he will definitely work it out and just listening to your testimony with your son and that you and your husband came together, you got on your knees, and you trusted God, and you had faith. And look how he has blessed not only you, but have blessed so many families and children. And that's an inspiration to me. That's hope for me, you know, dealing with just my own trials and tribulations. That just, you know, makes it clear that we have a living God that loves us so much and he don't want us to suffer. He don't want us to no. be in pain. He don't want us to hurt. But it's part of life, you know. And life is not always easy. And we understand that. We're going to go through our trials and tribulations. But the good news is, as long as we trust God, we don't have to do it alone. And, and that's why you're so strong right now in the faith. Because you have been through some things in your life. So that's why you can be the light. To someone that's in the dark that may not be able to see their way but if they listen to your story and read your book they can see that there's hope you know that they will overcome that trouble don't last always so i just want to thank you for sharing your story with me because this has been an inspiration just listening to everything that you have shared so far so if someone wanted to purchase your book or to, you know, get more information about your nonprofit organization. Maybe they want to help a family that's, you know, going through some things with their children that might be sick. How can they reach out to you and get more information? Sure. Um, well, the foundation website, they can always find it on um, Google it. It's the Mitchell Thorpe Foundation, and it's mitchellthorpe.org. Okay. And then you can get the book on that website, too. We also have a separate website for the book called anewcreation.org okay and uh, you can go there and you can buy the book on there but also since it's been um, published worldwide right now you can buy the book wherever books are sold I mean online mm -hmm. in Barnes & Noble Amazon wherever you buy your books you okay. can get one there yeah. Great. Well, I want to thank you so much, Beth, for stopping by Tiff the Truth. This has been an honor to have you on my show, and I hope to have you again in the near future so we can talk more about God's work and how God is blessing you and helping you to bless others and to hear more about your story. And I, I just thank you again for being my guest today. Thank you, Tiffany. It was a pleasure. Okay. Well, you take care, and I'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Thanks, Tiffany. Bye. Okay. God bless you. God bless you as well.